Greetings, ladies and metalgents, and welcome to this latest rendition of Tales from Outer Space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. Now, on to the science fiction. Story number one. Nobody expects the Philosopher's Inquisition. The sound of three machine heads, armed to the absolute teeth, marching down the metal gangway was absolutely deafening. Alex winced every time one of their giant feet crashed down in a rattling vibration through the restraining board that they had shackled him to. Never was it more obvious that this was a species that didn't particularly rely on a sense of hearing. They had gagged him, naturally, sealing away the one weapon humans like Alex had in this cruel galaxy. But there was still a chance. Being new to the intergalactic community, the machine heads had nothing specialized to act as a human muzzle, so they resorted to a surprisingly primitive method of shoving up a wadded ball of fabric into his mouth. Probably consulted a kidnapping scene from some B-movie they found on the internet. But whatever the fabric was, it apparently didn't like human saliva. Alex had felt it dissolving in his mouth the moment it was there, and he could only pray it wasn't toxic. By the time they had him well within the heart of the ship, he had enough freedom to start chewing, accelerating the rate of the cloth disintegrated. By the time they had wheeled him to the cell, he was to be confined in for the journey. It was gone. They swung him upright to push him into the capsule, and only then did they notice in something of a panic that Alex's mouth was free. What? Who removed its restraining cloth? One started scrambling for something else to use as a gag. What restraining cloth? Alex answered, a smile tugging at his mouth. What do you mean, what restraining cloth? The cloth that we know? You never gagged me. There was never any cloth. Alex made sure to keep his voice slow and harmonious. Apparently, they found it strangely hypnotic. The three machine heads froze in place. The one looking for the gag stopped it searching to ponder Alex's words as well. They just couldn't help themselves. Too easy. But I saw you perceived a cloth go into my mouth with your optic sensors. Optic sensors that can be hacked by someone possessing the right codes. Not possible. The sensory apparatus are secure and uh, who told you that? Were they telling you the truth? Did they know everything? You don't know. You can only believe the evidence that you have. You saw a cloth go into my mouth, and you know you put it in there. Yet clearly, it never happened. Here I am, able to talk freely. Your sensory organs are compromised. I have noxious clicking noises throughout the room. They didn't know what to think about this. Hook, line, and sinker. Anything, anything at all you're seeing could be false. Maybe I'm not here at all. Maybe the individual who's been captured for experiments is actually you. Stop! We humans have taken a member of the Quis Machina race captive for the sake of studying their bionic enhancements. While captive, we have discovered how to infiltrate their systems, making them see what we want them to see. No! Stop! That individual, that captive machine head lying on a human dissection table to be studied, is you. 
The smaller, hulking cyborgs, farther from Alex, had started shaking as the human words entered its translator. Now it screamed, the effect of the speech regulator turning its sound into a horrifying metallic screech. The others turned to look at their comrade, and the effect of seeing such unusual behavior exacerbated their already fragile mindsets. Like dominoes, the other two fell into similar crisis, the largest of them coding up on the metal floor in an alien equivalent of a fetal position. The middle one took even more extreme actions. Must escape, must escape, 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 escape. The angry hiss of the plasma tool igniting briefly overwhelmed the rest of the cacophony in the room as the machine head melted its own cranium to escape the perceived nightmare. How fascinating. Your reaction to crisis is quite spectacular. I wonder what we should simulate next. The personal pronouns were important. Each of the remaining machine heads had to believe that he was talking to them. And only them. That however many other machine heads they could see, they were truly alone. He needn't have bothered. They were both down for the count. It was absolutely amazing how a culture with no exposure whatsoever to any kind of philosophy or spirituality reacted to an existential crisis. But Alex was still bound to the board. Ah, crap. A screeching metallic tone echoed throughout the ship's intercom. An announcement was coming, but the message was not in the machine head language. Instead, the honeyed melody of a female human's voice started drifting through the raiding ship, meeting the audio sensors and the translators of the hundred-odd commandos and crew. Amy had escaped. Alex wasn't surprised in the slightest. The woman had taught him exactly how to weaponize simple philosophic concepts to permanently drive Zenos insane was the smartest person he knew. He could only smile as she spoke, weaving a web of sugary, hypnotic words that almost made him fall asleep. He didn't, but it was mainly because of the echoing screams and sounds of weaponous fire and the tearing metal that started ringing out at her words from up and down the ship. By the time Amy had finished her sermon, the many dead machine heads on board were lucky ones. It took a good couple hours for Amy to come and find Alex. She had figured out the intercom, but apparently the schematics of the ship were strictly download-only, and humans don't have the necessary attachments. The sight of the short blonde standing in front of his pod, a speck of color in the Matrix-esque functional mechanical corridors, was a breath of fresh air. So, uh, we're more popular than we thought, she said. We knew something like this would happen. The only whisperers within a thousand light-years... Some curious Xenoking was going to want a couple of new additions to his zoo. She snickered as she carefully cut the tool from the dead machine head and would release Alex's restraints, ignoring the one still curled up on the ground, shivering slightly. The smallest had long since sprinted from the room. The two of them chatted as they walked through the oil-stained corridors of dead or insane aliens before the boarding the escape pod and ejecting toward the nearest space station. Months after the incident, a ghost ship would be discovered with only a few surviving members. The logs would be confusing. The incoherent ramblings of the remaining crew would be inconsistent and baffling. Examinations of the dead, left untouched by the survivors, would reveal most of them had committed suicide. 
The whole thing had been a terrifying mystery that would haunt the system it was found in for decades to come. A flying Dutchman for a new age. Humans were not the strongest species. They were not the smartest, or the biggest, or the oldest. But their culture was the strangest. Truly, the most alien. Xenos never understood until it was too late. But when you stare into the abyss, and this abyss doesn't just stare back, it begins to whisper. End of story. Story number two. We Come in Peace, written by He Who Looks Skyward. When the children of Earth first ventured into the darkness of space, the other clans of the cosmos warned man to learn his place. For what the Empire had written, one species could not erase. We ask only that you join our brothers, as the ambassador said his peace. For we have prayed for the chance to meet you, and now we have found release. A thousand years we have waited to say that we come in peace. The elder clan laughed at him. The foolish human knave, we shall break you to the collar and train you to behave. The only place for the tribe of man is to serve as a slave. I beg you to reconsider, said the ambassador without hate. There is still time to find a way to change the empire's fate. I implore you, I beseech you, before it's too late. The elder clan sneered at him, the weakling human child. We shall reduce your land to ashes and cast you to the wild. The ambassador said nothing, merely bowed his head and smiled. Klaxons began to clamor, alarm bells began to ring. Unidentified ships approaching, the computers began to sing. Red alert, all units respond as the radars began to ping. We offered you our friendship, said the human ambassador. We would have shared freely all we have, our art, our science, and more. Instead, you threaten slavery, so man will teach you war. Fire rained from the heavens, death rained across the land. The elder clans trembled in fear as they made their final stand. The mighty empire fell to dust, destroyed by the tribe of man. The wisest of the wise will tell you that when all labors cease, of all dangers in the night that give you nightmares lease, there is nothing that is more deadly than a human who offers peace. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed, and if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment, just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one, and until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.